IU basketball had their media day on Friday, have plenty of quotes from uh, Coach Mike Woodson, the players. We also have some men's and women's soccer update, and then we're going to get you set for some IU football action as we prepare for yet another top 10 matchup this weekend, which we certainly will have some thoughts on as well. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Monday, October 11th. This, as always, is Locked On Hoosiers. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude bringing you uh, daily updates and news on everything IU sports related. Uh, as I mentioned, we had Big Ten Media Day on Friday for IU for men's basketball. Certainly plenty to talk about there. First, I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Remember, Locked on Hoosiers is free and available on all platforms, as well as on YouTube at Locked on Hoosiers. We're going to talk about Big Ten Media Day, the the notable stuff from Coach Woodson, from Trace Jackson Davis, from Race Thompson. We're going to talk about uh, IU football and the schedule, which only seems to get harder with each passing week and uh, kind of the new new look or new stat to come from the schedule on Sunday. And then we're going to wrap up with some men's and women's soccer update as they Come off a big weekend and head into an even bigger week of action. Be sure you guys are subscribed to us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. Followed, subscribed, same difference. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. Subscribe to us on YouTube and wherever you guys get your podcasts. Big Ten Media Day came on Friday. As we mentioned on Friday's episode, it started on Thursday. We got some quotes from Juwan Howard, got those uh, media preseason uh, player of the year predictions or awards, uh, first team, freshman of the year, all that stuff, standings predictions. You can go back and listen to Friday's episode to uh, hear more about that. But we got quotes directly from Mike Woodson, Trace Jackson Davis and whatnot. Uh, there was the kind of traditional interview or press conference that Mike Woodson did, uh, where he talked to the entire media for not even 10 minutes. Um, that was a very, I don't want to say boring, but just a very kind of basic, uh, formulaic, uh, question and response. He was, he didn't reveal much there. So that's available, uh, on video. If you guys want to go watch it. I didn't think he revealed much. Honestly, the interview that I thought was a much better one is he uh, was on the Big Ten Network's um, show that was live. Um, and him, Ray, Trace Jackson Davis, Race Thompson were all there. And in seven or eight minutes, way more information came from that than from his interview in front of all the media and whatnot. So. Honestly, I'm going to reference that interview a lot more. If you guys want to go listen to the kind of traditional one, there's a transcript on IU's site. Like I said, not a ton of information there. A lot of answers that IU fans have already heard that we've already discussed that 
uh, and just really kind of your general answers and whatnot. But when he was talking to Big, Big Ten Network, he talked about the process with which he got the job. He said AD came up and talked to him in New York where he was working as an assistant coach. And uh, he said that Indiana was the only job he would leave the NBA for, um, which not surprising, but uh, certainly interesting nonetheless. Uh, he said Scott Dolson came up and interviewed him. He made the pitch about how to turn Indi- Indiana around. Uh, he said he wanted to work with the players that they had, obviously improve on both ends of the floor. Um, and he said about a week later, he got the job offer and accepted. So I just thought that was an interesting look. There hadn't really been a lot of talk about how he got the job. Uh, that was one of the first times I remember hearing him say that. Uh, it was also interesting to hear Trace Jackson Davis uh, say that it's been a bit of a reset, he thought, with uh, with Indiana basketball. Uh, he mentioned it was when talking about Hoosier hysteria uh, the fans having them in attendance. Uh, they were kind of joking with Mike Woodson about putting the candy stripes back on. And he said that Trace Jackson Davis said that it was, it's been kind of a reset. They went almost 18 months without um, fans in attendance. So just that part alone at assembly on Hoosier hysteria was nice, but you have fans coming back around. You have a new coach, you have a host of new players, and he said it's it's felt just like a reset, which I thought was interesting. Again, maybe not surprising when you go from one coach to another, but it's certainly interesting because it 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 was a coaching tenure with Archie Miller that ended with nobody around, basically, with the fans not in attendance. It was an odd way to end it. Uh, it speaks volume about how how loud the fan voice was on social media and the displeasure was with the few times fans were able to be in attendance that it eventually led to him leaving. But, uh, he kind of left in, in silence and Mike Woodson arrives. We've talked about him, this kind of being a homecoming of sorts for him. And that's what it's felt like. He seemed so comfortable in this position. And that was the other thing. Trace Jackson Davis just seemed really comfortable Uh, with where he is right now. Race Thompson uh, was asked about to describe the offense, and he said that they wanted to play fast, play together. But the interesting quote he gave was, quote, as long as we get get to play defense, we get to have fun on offense, which Mike Woodson backed up and said his philosophy is you play hard on defense, you can go have fun and play fast on offense. And I enjoy that philosophy, and I think that's something the players will buy into, and it certainly seems like they've bought into it so far. Um, Mike Woodson was talking about the team. He called Trace Jackson Davis a superstar, which is not the first time and won't be the last time he'll say that this season. Uh, Him, Trace, Race Thompson were all asked to kind of single out guys that have stuck out, and honestly, just about everybody was named. Jordan Geronimo, Trey Galloway, uh, race was mentioned by Mike Woodson, Anthony Leo, Christian Lander, Rob Finnessy. A lot of guys were mentioned. Race uh, said that people have put in more work this offseason than they've ever put in, which uh, is telling about how much they bought into Mike Woodson's system, I think, more than anything else. Obviously, there you could look at that in a different light and say maybe Archie wasn't getting everything out of them. 
I'm kind of putting that in the past, that they've bought in this quickly for Mike Woodson is a uh, pleasant surprise, I guess. He also, uh, Mike Woodson, revealed some of the details about what Thad Mata does, which I found to be an interesting kind of component component of all this that we haven't really heard a lot from or a lot about Thad Mata. Uh, He... His exact words were that Thad Mata works for the AD, which I that's not surprising necessarily. But uh, the quote Mike Woodson gave was that he's been, quote, very instrumental in giving me input on college basketball, which is kind of what we thought was going to be Thad Mata's role in all of this. Um, he says that uh, Coach Woodson said that he sits in all his coaching meetings, all his meetings, and they just talk basketball. So. Uh, a little bit of insight into what Thad Mata is doing around the program. It seems like he was kind of a liaison between uh, the coach, uh, Coach Woodson, as he learns college basketball and the athletic director and just kind of helps smooth that uh, process from going from 30 plus years in the NBA to back to college basketball. And so far, it seems like it's worked and we'll certainly see what role that has. They also talked about bringing Dane Fife back and the importance of that. Uh, Coach Woodson not only said it was important to bring him back to Bloomington, but it was important to get somebody who's worked under Tom Izzo for all this time, which is maybe a, an underrated aspect of, of his hiring is you're bringing in somebody that's worked with one of the greatest coaches in college basketball history. So a lot of value to that as well. So really interesting quotes from Big Ten Media Day, specifically from that interview with the Big Ten Network. There were various stories that were done. Dustin Deporiak had one for the Herald Times that was really good on Rob Fennessy and how important he is going to be, he needs to be this season, and how um, how big of a season it will be for him personally. So a lot of interesting stuff to come from Big Ten Media Day as we're under a month away from the start of uh, basketball, men's basketball play, as we will start kind of ramping up basketball coverage as we try to juggle everything. There's going to be couple weeks here where we have football, basketball, soccer, everything. We'll, we'll try to juggle it all, but certainly excited for the basketball season to start to get underway. But what is already underway is the men's football season. We had a, uh, a break, a reprieve from football this weekend for IU fans to kind of also hit a reset button, but it didn't get any easier this weekend for IU football. So We will discuss uh, why the new polls make things even tougher for Indiana this year and then uh, take a look at some of the action around the Big Ten this weekend. Uh, For those of you that are into betting like myself, you could have taken part in the in prize picks this weekend, who is the daily leader in college fantasy sports. Uh, Prize picks offers more college props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Fives. They offer people on mid-majors you probably haven't even heard of. Uh, They do everything from touchdowns to passing yards to interceptions thrown, anything you could possibly imagine. Everybody who signs up today using promo code LOCKEDON uh, will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. They're giving you free money, guys. Uh, PrizePix allows mixed sports entries. Uh, You simply pick two to five props, take the over-under, and win up to 10 times your entry. Don't hesitate. Check out pricepicks.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON or go to the App Store. Download the app today. PrizePicks is daily fantasy sports made easy. 
So the uh, updated top 25 comes out on Sunday. And if you were thinking it was going to get any easier for IU this season, I have some uh, some other news for you. So uh, Mich- or Iowa moves up to number two, Cincinnati number three with the Alabama loss. Uh, Penn State drops to seven. Uh, Michigan State is up to number 10. And you have Ohio State at six and Michigan at eight. Now, for those that were astute and kind of paying attention, that means there are now six top 10 opponents on the schedule for IU football. Again, 60% of the top 10 is on IU's schedule. That is absurd. I tried, I posed the question to our Locked On College kind of group chat that we have, if this has ever happened before. I would imagine if it has happened before, it would have happened in the SEC. The closest kind of a similar thing I got is that Texas A&M played the number one ranked team in the country on three different occasions in 2019, which again is very absurd and uh, equally right up there with what Indiana is going to do. But I can't specifically remember an instance where a team has potentially faced three top 10, op- or excuse me, I wish it was only three, six top 10 opponents in the same season. Uh, now, obviously Ohio State and Michigan could still lose before the Hoosiers play them but they're guaranteed at least four with number 10 Michigan state coming in uh, this season or this week. So it's going to be an absolutely absurd schedule. It continues to raise the question about how much of IU struggles are their own struggles and how much is it the fact that they're playing one of the most brutal schedules I can remember SP plus who we reference weekly here. Um, still has Indiana as as the toughest schedule in the nation across the entire schedule. Uh, Nebraska is number two and Penn State's number three. But it's maybe a little bit of kind of karma or payback from last season. Ultimately, last year, IU had a pretty easy schedule. A lot of the Blue Bloods and the power power teams, um, they – we're down last season. Your Penn States, your Michigans, your Michigan States. IU 1000% took advantage of that and won those games and had one of the best seasons in generations, certainly of, of my lifetime and of many of you guys' lifetimes. There might be some, some payback, some karma for that as they now have what has definitely been the toughest schedule. And again, in my lifetime, I assume in a lot of your lifetimes, uh, and it could only it could potentially get even worse. So uh, it's not a fun time to be an IU football fan. Uh, looking forward to this schedule. Uh, that being said, I'm optimistic about what IU can do uh, with some of these remaining games left because I watched a fair amount of Big Ten football this weekend. Wasn't overly impressed. Uh, I obviously spent a good chunk of time watching that Iowa Penn State game. Uh, We advise you to take Iowa with our bet online picks. As I said last weekend, I'm really good at making advice and not taking my advice. I advise you to take Iowa. I did not take Iowa. Uh, But Iowa comes away with the victory after Sean Clifford goes down uh, in the first half. Uh, Taquan Roberson comes in for Penn State at quarterback. Struggled mightily. Uh, and Iowa kind of had their way with him. He finished seven of 21 with two interceptions. 
Uh, and Iowa did just, just enough against that defense. Uh, the big touchdown play late uh, to go up and see this game out. They scored 10 points in the fourth quarter uh, to come from behind and earn the win. So memorable victory for Iowa. Uh, I think at this point, those are the two best teams in the conference. And Iowa is now a real player in the uh, not just the Big Ten title race picture, but in the um, conference playoff picture. I would not be surprised if these two teams meet again for the Big Ten title in about a month's time or so. Watched a little bit of Michigan State Rutger. Rutger jumped out to an early lead. I was kind of impressed slash optimistic about IU's chances against Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State bounced back and ended up winning it fairly easily, but looked vulnerable. Uh, I think there's think there's some reasons for some optimism if IU can fix some things offensively uh, during this bye week. I think there's some reason for optimism against Michigan State. Also, Rutgers is not the Rutgers of, of old, and uh, they have some they have some talent with uh, Crookshank is a really dynamic offensive option. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Noah Vedral was really good for them, both passing and running the ball. So they won't be the rollover they've been. What Who will be a rollover as we get more and more into it? Maryland is absolutely struggling right now. Uh, they lose 66-17 to Ohio State. C.J. Stroud looks incredible. I think he's shaking off some of that ru- or some of that early season. I don't want to call it rust, but maybe growing pains. Although I think at this point, anybody's going to look really good against Maryland. IU will certainly put that to the test in a couple weeks. And then Michigan barely, barely, barely survives against Nebraska. Nebraska gave that game away late. Uh, Adrian Martinez played one of the best games of his life. Throws for 291 yards, three touchdowns, and interception. Cade McNamara did not play well, but Hassan Haskins did running the ball. Uh, And... Michigan gets a late field goal after a Nebraska turnover to honestly steal that game. I thought Nebraska really gave that one away. So some reason for optimism for the Hoosiers for their next couple of games coming up, but uh, they have a lot of problems of their own that they need to fix before we start worrying about any other teams and how they may uh, shape up against the Hoosiers. As long as Indiana plays the way it did against Penn State, they're not going to be anybody of note. Let's talk about some other football, as we mentioned, with both men's and women's soccer picking up victories. Before that, though, Built Bar has a limited time flavor you guys need to hear about. Cookie Dough Chunk. The only thing that can get me to not eat the cookies and cream bar is a cookie dough bar, and it is absolutely delicious. If that's not the flavor you guys want, they have your traditionals, your coconuts, your cherries, your peanut butter brownies, your salted caramels, uh, all sorts of flavors for you guys to try. But they're not only tasty, they're healthy as well. You're looking at 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, uh, four to five grams of both sugar and net carbs. So you got some amazing flavors. They're tasty. They're healthy. No reason not to head on over to Built builtbar.com use promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15% off that's builtbar.com promo code locked 15 for 15% off your order today 
men's soccer team had a, a get right game, so to speak, against Trine, who uh, not a Division One program. The Trine Thunder came in. I believe they were playing their second ever game uh, against a Division One team. They looked like a team playing their second ever game against a Division One team. They are a Division Three school who. I, I would assume this game was scheduled by IU at, for the very purpose it ended up serving. Indiana scored in boatloads from the eighth minute, or excuse me, the ninth minute until the 45th minute. So 36 minutes of action, they scored eight goals. They were scoring goals so quickly that you could barely, um, barely keep up, basically. Victor Bezerra scored the first one. of He had two on the day. Samuel Sarver had a goal. Tommy Mahalik had a goal. The two freshmen continue to, to shine. And then a whole bunch of guys. Uh, Sarver got a second later. Herbert Endley got a goal. Joe Schmidt converted a penalty. Daniel Mooney had another goal uh, assisted by Bezerra. And then Ryan Wittenbrink had the final goal in the second half, the 61st, 61st minute. 9-0 beatdown by Indiana. Again, that was a game that they needed. They needed to kind of get some of that confidence, some of that swagger back. Hopefully it's there now because they have a big game coming up this weekend, or excuse me, this week. Tuesday, they play at home against Ohio State, the last of their uh, four-game homestand. And it will be on Big Ten Network at 7 o'clock. As we said last week when we talked about where the Hoosiers stand in the Big Ten Conference, Every game is a must win at this point in the Big Ten, and they're going to need some help as well to win at least a share of the Big Ten conference title, the regular season title. So every Big Ten game is important. You guys will have a chance to watch them on Tuesday when they take on Ohio State. Women's soccer team continues flying high. They pick up a win on Friday against Northwestern, one nothing. That defense remaining stout as ever. Megan Wampler gets the goal in the 43rd minute, assist by Olivia Olivia Wass. Uh, the Hoosiers have not allowed a goal uh, each of the last two games now, Big Ten games, coming off a 1-1 draw with Ohio State. Uh, it's an impressive run that they're on right now. And after those big draws against Ohio State and Michigan, two of the top teams in the conference, um, they come back with this uh, this win on the road against Northwestern. Impressive victory. Again, another team who has a big conference game this week uh, against a Penn State team that was receiving votes in the last poll uh, or in the poll last Monday. They will play them Wednesday at 7 o'clock as well uh, on ESPNU. So you'll have a chance to watch both the men's and women's soccer team this week. The men play Ohio State on Tuesday at 7 o'clock on the Big Ten Network. The women play Penn State at Wednesday at 7 o'clock on ESPNU. So two chances to tune in to two soccer teams that are uh, one. The men's team has a lot of expectations, a lot of talent as they look to get things right, and a women's team that is flying high uh, right now. So no excuse not to see both teams this week. I know I will be tuning into both of those games. Excited to see uh, both teams in action this week. 
we'll have Jared on for a regular pod on Tuesday and then hopefully be able to do a crossover show this week with Michigan State Locked on Spartans to preview uh, that Big Ten matchup, get a sense for what the Hoosiers have in store for them this week. It's going to be an exciting week as we gear back up for some football. Hopefully you guys were able to reset as I was uh, and get excited about football again, starting to talk myself back into them winning on Saturday. As always, be sure to leave a rating and review. I will read the reviews uh, on air if you guys leave them. So if you have any questions, anything uh, you guys want to talk about, leave a rating and a review, and I will get to that for you guys. Uh, Thanks, as always, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow with Jared, maybe talk uh, some about that IU defense. I said I, I would table that for this week. Also have an NBA season coming up that Jared and I might talk about as well. So for your second listen, head on over to the Locked On Big Ten Network with Nate Dickinson. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe wherever you guys listen to your favorite podcasts. Most importantly, have a great Monday, guys, and Elio.